0: This is MC Fireside Chats, a weekly show devoted to the outdoor hospitality industry, hosted by Brian Searle and Kara Sismadia. You'll hear from special guests that focus on topics to help your business succeed, all backed by Modern Campground, the most innovative news source in the industry.
1: Welcome everybody to another episode of MC fireside chats. My name is Brian, sir, on my fancy little corner background. wish I was at Arvik with all these people who we have on the show here, but just travel wouldn't let me get down there today. So I've got to at least step up my background and do something virtual next week. But in the meantime, welcome to another episode. Super excited to have a bunch of guests here who are live in Raleigh, North Carolina. We've got Mr. Joe Dumag, who's going to take us on a little bit of a tour of the expo hall and get set up and all that kind of stuff. And we've got Heather Blankenship, who's having a little bit of connection issues. But I feel like it's normal during all conventions ever that they don't provide <laughs> <laughs> enough Wi-Fi for <laughs> us to do what we really want to do in 2021. And then we've got Mr. Alex Goldman here from ideal software. He's going to explain a little bit about it, what his company does. I so talk about this, looking forward to the vendor expo and things like that, as well as Mr. Roy Helmowitz. Is that a pronounce that right? Roy? Yes. Yeah, fine. Yes. Perfect. All right. Some skyhawk monitoring profit products. He's going to do the same thing. We've got Kara who I don't even know why Kara's here. She's in Canada. Like we've had one.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah probably better than me. Like we only need one person in Canada, so I can leave the show. If you guys feel that would be better. And then we've got Angela Hilton here, uh, obviously from modern campground and insider perks, uh, going to take some charge here and join us on the pod- podcast, to help us set up guests and things like that. So welcome Angela. It looks like maybe we've got Heather back, but we'll see. All right. So where do we want to start? Like it's super excited. So HT 2021.
0: Yeah, I want to know how it's gone so far from anybody who's been in events and things, how it's going and what's happening over the next couple of days. Just quick breakdown.
3: Yeah, so I can give you my experience so far. We are signed up as one of the hosted buyers. We got in on Sunday and had a meeting that night with a potential uh, client. And then yesterday I had meetings, I had five meetings back to back with different campgrounds that are looking, just looking to, to purchase. Thing. The hosted buyer program allows them to come in for free, but they have to have sit down meetings with a certain amount of vendors. And uh, those went really well. So they have a really cool little VIP area for them. And so last night they had hors d'oeuvres and free drinks, and you got to sit down and have meetings with your potential clients. And all of my meetings went really well. They went really well. Actually, I... Oh, hey. Uh, I can actually show you the area over
2: here.
4: Hey, Look at this VIP treatment. I don't even know. I love the setup of, of the hosted buyer meetings. That sounds great. I, mean, I love the, the personal touches of you know, making people feel comfortable instead of just
0: yeah. Shared yeah.
3: <laughs> it's been pretty great. So what what they did was so they had this whole area, this whole lobby area, moved off, and over here they had an invert or, or station, and over there they had drinks, and then some people can go into the room as well, and so. There was probably about 50 people having meetings last night, and it's basically two on two meetings. So by 25 to 25 to 30 meetings going on at all times. And it went really well. the only, only negative at all was that it was sometimes hard to find the person that you're supposed to meet with because you don't know what they look like.
0: Sure. Yeah. Wow. No, I love that idea. I think it's so great to get more folks directly face-to-face connected with suppliers and mm-hmm. vendors. That's so awesome. Especially after this long year of like disconnected or virtual connection that one-on-one really personal stuff obviously sounds like there's something I have to do that right
1: now yeah yeah hosted byro went really well for us like virtual last year and again some of us some of you don't look stuck here in canada work permit issues those kinds of things that's the only reason i couldn't be down there are with you guys looking forward to coming back next year but yeah that sounds like a really nice setup it sounds like it's really well thought out and planned and and yeah. Are, are, are Roy or Alex, are you guys
5: participating in host Spire at all or no? No, I guess actually just came down last night and we'll just do an exhibition. So, uh, Okay.
6: Fortunate. Same. Yeah. I just got here this morning. Now you guys know for next year. Exactly. Right? I I've already written it down and I'm excited to take part next year. Yeah, definitely.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah, We had, like Brian said, we had some really good conversations last year. We weren't exactly sure how it was going to go. But it was the first time that we'd done anything like that. And we actually had more meaningful conversations, even though we were virtual, we had more meaningful conversations because they were people that were actually interested. I think we got paired maybe with a couple of people that were like, we have no idea who you are. And you don't need anything that you offer. But for the most part, it was nice to actually have conversations with people that were looking to purchase services that were actually interested in the services that we offer. And from that aspect, we had even better conversations there than we've had in the booth.
3: Uh, Yeah, Yeah. and this year, so we did it last year also when it was virtual. Uh, This year has actually even been better because the last year, the clients, the guests, attendees, they were really able to go and pick out who they were meeting with, and this year they had a whole platform where they can pick their meetings, and so it was definitely a little more, they got exactly what they were looking for as opposed to a random, so I I would say our meetings were more meaningful this year than they were last year, but it, it, it was great.
4: I think some of it last year too had to do with people registering pretty last minute as well mm-hmm. and so people wanting to register as the hosted as a hosted buyer at some point it was a matter of okay, you're required to attend this many meetings and now we just need to pair you with people that still have available slots so yeah,
2: yeah.
4: Uh, it sounds like they've worked some of those kinks out though so that's great to hear
0: yeah, yeah it was interesting to participate as a as a I got to with a ton of different vendors. It's the really great option that they've done over the last couple of years. I agree with Joe. We were running around going, who are my people and who are we supposed to be meeting? So Arvik made signs that they hand wrote that look like you might be meeting somebody at an airport. So we could all as their last minute solution. But it was really great to have that extra time to chat with vendors instead of them having 30 other people stopping at their booth that they're trying to focus It'll be interesting to see how many purchases and different things that people make with that different type of connection. Yeah, it'll be interesting
4: to see too with people that are participating as a hosted buyer, if they're being matched with the people and services that they're interested in, it will be interesting to see what numbers the expo actually has versus registered people versus actual attendees. Simply because some people, they're coming because they want to only talk to these type of service providers, and if they've already done that, it'll be interesting to see what the expo actually looks like once it's live,
0: too. Yeah, I agree. I'd be interested to to hear about all of those stats and and how those things impact. But I think looking at it as a campground owner, I I'm, maybe I'm not representative of the sample, but I I feel like more than one kind of in person connection would is typically valuable and necessary for me to make a, a purchase commitment. So. That first meeting being really personal and one-on-one and connected, and then being able to maybe stop at a booth again later and, and follow up is, would be really valuable to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, great.
4: I like that they did the hosted buyer meetings. I'm, uh, Joe, I should ask Joe: Are they doing hosted buyer meetings all throughout the week?
3: I don't know. I had I had four set up yesterday, and I actually have one set up during the trade show during the expo. So I don't know how that's going to go. I will have someone else with me. So I have someone to man the booth, but they're actually the hosted buyers are actually going to be coming to my booth
0: today and they're going all the way through Thursday afternoon. So they are set up for the whole week. It's interesting
4: that they have hosted buyer meetings happening during the live expo, especially for people that are the only person in their booth and Mm -hmm. being able to give attention to the people that are still stopping by. I do think it's great, though, that they started them so early in the week before the show, like Kara said, people that can make that connection. And then they have a little bit of time to think about it, but still make the purchase at the show. A lot of times I know vendors will offer specials only during the show. So it's nice that it gives them a preview, a little bit of what they're going to see or what's going to be offered uh, later in the week. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think, I think there's probably a balance if you have more than one person at your booth, but it will be interesting because as a hosted buyer, you probably expect that face-to-face time and then being in the middle of the trade show, competing with other people. I don't, obviously you can balance that with Rose, but mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that works. And then again, like you guys were commenting, it'll be really interesting to see if you're coming and you've talked to these vendors, do you still go to the expo? Because we traditionally have seen it, it's not necessarily Arvik, but most conferences overall, like they hit the show hard during maybe the first night of the first <laughs> session and then it dies off. So does that hold true or do less people browse the expo because they've already talked to people they want yep. to uh, be interested? Well,
3: how many meetings, how many hosts and buyer meetings does an attendee sign up for?
0: They're supposed to sign up for a minute of six. And the interesting thing is they had so many sign up, they had to go back and open additional times so that That's we cool. could all sign up for times. And with some of the things you're saying, y'all are mostly on the vendor side and me being awesome. on the buyer side. right? Way Please. more people than six <laughs> that I have on <laughs> before the EXO the is over. So I'm super excited for the EXO to open tonight six and be able to go meet with the rest of those vendors. And also because I'm in the middle of the purchase on a new property, my current focus is the alternative accommodation. So even though I got some basic information from those meetings last night, I'm excited to come in and now see the problem they're offering today. So, find a of so I'm really taking that two-step process. Because I got to go up and information last night to come and then make my buying decision today.
1: That's that's an excellent point. Yeah, especially with the clamping accommodations, because you don't have that tent kind of swag and that thing to walk through like you would during the expo. So yeah, that's a really good point. Heather, you have somebody with you? Do we want to? I don't want to take up his time and make him stand there. Uh, so I'm just him and figure out who he is, and then we can let him go. If you got other stuff to do.
0: Absolutely. So it's been interesting sitting through all of the classes this week. Uh, the big thing is that I would say at least 50% of the people in meeting are all developing parks. So when, Brian, you said, go find us a picture uh, that seems like somebody we'd want to talk to, I thought, okay, let's find somebody who can uh, So I
2: met
0: uh, Michael yesterday, offer a product that has to do with the pedestals when they're developing and it allows us to... Charge back the electricity, which is a huge benefit for parks that have seasonal guests or long term guests, because that is something that they should be doing. And, and I know I was talking with Peter, who's the chairman of the board yesterday, and they are currently manually reading 280 meters a month. So, for yeah. being there like that, yeah, <laughs> Kara's been there. It's a really great option. So, I'll let you guys talk to him about that.
2: Yeah. yeah how's it going? everyone? was um, one. Okay.
1: Yep. We can hear you. There's a little bit of an awesome. echo with Heather's Heather. I'm going to mute you temporarily.
7: Hmm. You're... I don't know if that's next. Wait, just wait. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's got it. Yeah, she just stepped away. I'll get her All right. Thanks for having me on here. And yeah, just to add a little bit more info. So I'm Michael Revis. I'm IoT, And I'm actually here at the stat. It was like a last minute participation. Our friends over at Electrical Woods, they do about a dozen RV parks a year in terms of uh, full turnkey development. And we put with them on board and offer a solution that it does exactly what Heather says, which is basically offer a uh, park manager the opportunity to monitor and meter all the utility consumption from all of these sites, all at once, all from a remote uh, location. So it, it basically takes all that information that uh, you would typically get from walking up to any uh, pedestal, you can sell the utility consumption, whether electrical or water, and then it brings that online and it gives you a little bit more than just having the handwritten notes that you look at for the consumption over the time. So our service is aimed to change that whole interaction and bring some more data for you to work with and then change that interaction as a park manager. Our uh, product itself integrates well with all of the uh, park management software. So it extends that um, whole interaction to bring more smarts into the industry.
0: We talk all the time about automation on this show. Yeah, I highly recommend those for, these, for the parts that are, are charging back for power. That's a big job when you're doing that stuff manually. It's great to see products like this coming on online and showing up at the expo. Oh, <laughs> well,
3: is this actually in
1: orbit, or? I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe.
3: I was just saying, I was in one of the sessions today, and one of the during the session, the gentleman was speaking said that he actually meters his over even. And so, what happens is, as soon as they check in, the meter is red. And as soon as they check out, the meter is red, and then they're built. And so, it's not even for long term stays. Uh, now, some people are considering doing this for short term and overnight stays.
0: So, one of the big topics around that was one of the sessions was on electric vehicles. And so, people are asking, okay, when somebody comes in and they plug in their electric vehicle, in addition to that RV, then what's the difference in what it's costing me? So that sparked the conversation with Michael to think, okay, is that something that overnight parks need? I don't know.
1: And it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, interesting. Uh, about
7: all the technologies and things like that. Go ahead, Michael, please. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah. So expand a little bit on that. It, it really comes down to the kind of the business model that pertains to the particularly to the particular campground and how you're building that customer on the utility side. For uh, the example that, um, was shown earlier today, where that electric vehicle is showing up and it's going to take the space, same, uh, along a torable or something else. It really just goes back to your utility model. If you're charging them or you're passing along that cost to your camper, then it's, you're going to measure it all the same and you're going to provide that same kind of service to them. So it's, it's no different for day to day. What it really does change is for the overnighters or the one-nighters, or I guess the short-term campers that are on site. And those are the ones that really goes back to how you operate and how you choose to bill uh, for the utility on that end. But all our service does is it gives the manager the option uh, to see exactly what that is from anywhere and then it consolidates a lot of the labor that goes around maintaining and operating the utility and billing aspect of it.
1: Yeah, it's really amazing to attend these shows and see all of these new vendors who some are repeat guests or they've been there years and years in a row and some are brand new and some we haven't heard of. And as the technologies change and new services and mm-hmm. more people develop, just see all those kinds of things that pop up. And I know we've got two going here that we're going to talk to in a second. Alex and Roy are going to tell us about some of their unique products. They're excited that they just got in today, I think, or, and they're going to attend the expo too. But I do want to get to Heather real quick and touch because I want to cover all our vendors. Heather, tell us what's been the campground owner side of the perspective, how the sessions is going the meals, the networking, those kinds of things.
0: We were talking about this earlier. The food has been significantly better than usual. So they definitely heard us talking about how we would have some edible meals at these conferences, which that's whatever, you know, how's the food? But from a campground owner's perspective, they did a really good job this year picking the agenda. The classes have had a wide range of things that were that were interesting to everybody and good topics that my team is dividing and conquering. But like I said before, about 50% of the people here are either interested in de- developing or they bought their land and in getting ready to start developing. Uh, our attendance is through the roof. We have double what we thought at the last conference. It's eight, we were at 860, the last count I heard in my board meeting on Monday. So that is significantly increased from the last time that we were in Raleigh. Same with the vendors. The uh, vendor floor is full. You can see me walking past some of the park models here, but overall, it seems to be going really well so far. The class that was overflowing out the room this morning was again, one on development. Oh, really, they didn't, good how they, the,
1: they didn't solve the overflowing class problem, Heather. We <laughs> had that at your session like two years ago.
0: Oh, no, I oh, know. Worst problems.
1: That's true. Oh, Joe's got a, Joe's got a little picture here of the expo hall. Yeah. Awesome. A nice vantage point. Like we should. Yeah. Joe, can you bring a drone next year? Can we fly that on the arm? I here you,
0: we can. You have a great view, but you're muted. <laughs> Sorry.
3: I said I just keep one in my
1: backpack. I, I'll just bring it out real quick. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Joe. Exactly. Like you're so versatile.
0: All service. <laughs> you
1: can probably control it from your app too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: which we'll definitely have to talk to you about your experience later. Yeah. So sessions are going well. What other classes have they had, Heather?
0: Um, I was at one marketing that was interesting. Uh, they were talking about a different type of marketing than we we usually hear about related to um, how the customer themselves are contributing to their SEO, not just the marketing company that you're using. That was pretty interesting. Uh, Works with local small businesses. Uh, there's been classes on financing. There's be here talking about the SBA and SDA or USDA loans. Obviously, they've got their normal software sessions going on. The typical stuff you see, the speakers just seem to be a little.
1: Uh, did you, Heather, did you attend the camp meeting? Has that happened yet?
0: All of the camp meetings have conflicted with my board meetings and my YP this, this and that. I've got too many roles for <laughs> mm-hmm. It'd be everything.
2: Yeah, it's
1: uh, it's definitely a jam packed schedule. So Joe, Joe's running around the expo hall. Uh, Joe, if you find another vendor or somebody interesting for us to talk to, you let us know. But let's so let's move to Alex Ooh. real quick. Alex, Ideal Software, are you new at this? Con- is this first Arva conference?
6: First conference, yes. And so we have a customer, uh, Beth Ryan, that I suggested we come and visit and check it out. Our software is geared and really rooted more in the family entertainment center industry. But as we've grown over the past close to 40 years now, with the capabilities growing and growing, we find different industries from time to time that we end up being a good fit for. And this seems like uh, one that's really starting to move into that direction.
0: Fascinating.
6: So what does ideal software like do? Give us your elevator pitch as
1: you will. And Heather, if you want to find somebody else to interview, you can too. Please feel free. Like, we're yeah. structured here. We'll just randomly pull people aside. Go ahead. Um. Yep.
6: yep. So we do. Point of sale, online booking, ticketing, cashless for arcades and a little bit of everything around that. And what that allows us to do also that cashless that may be reserved for an arcade also would give you the ability to uh, have a cashless card or wristband uh, to be able to run around the property, You leave your wallet, you know, in your RV and just be able to run around, especially works well with people who have water parks where you're definitely not carrying a lot of valuables with you while you're going down slides so having the ability to charge up a card or a risk we see a lot more upfront spending especially if you can give incentives after you figure out what the normal spend is give those incentives to get those higher level of spins and then of course that convenience of having it on a wristband and just being able to scan it wherever it feels like that money's already spent so people are feel better about using that uh, a little more freely so that's definitely a, a nice side of it um then we also give you tools for mobile point of sale capabilities to run around and take orders, We'll also release an app that gives you the ability to do food and beverage ordering, uh, and also manage your wristband. So you can manage your kid's wristbands if they're at the arcade and you need Ten more minutes as parents alone, and you can you know, top off their uh, wristbands to be able to be used in the arcade. And we also do have full food and beverage and bars. So we've talked to some people with swim-up bars and being able to make sure those wristbands work there. And of course, water parks. I, I mentioned that a minute ago. We do membership capability, season pass, admission, capacity management. If you have a smaller park and need to manage that capacity, so we. we Try and do a lot of different things. We don't, we're not going to do your reservations. So you definitely would want to keep your reservation, but we would do pretty much everything else.
1: Yeah. I really don't see a downside to having a wristband. Cause like you said, number one, the mindset changes instead of pulling out my wallet or my credit card or cash, I've got a wristband. And so you're still maybe a little bit conscious of what you're spending, but like you said, there's a prepay feel to it. And there's also a not that same hesitation when you're trying to, to pull out cash and it's right in front of you that you're spending more money than you should, but also like from an everything else standpoint, like it's convenient. Like you're talking about swimming bars and arcades and mini golf, like you could have little scanning stations at the beginning of that. So it, it's, it impacts your staff. And then from a children's perspective, it's very easy to steal from your parents, kids. So <laughs> you don't have to pull out the wallet, get into mom's purse. It's probably just sitting right on their nightstand. So just sneak in at night, get some candy because it's, I don't see a losing thing here. Everyone should buy one of these.
0: No, that yeah, it no. sounds like a terrible idea, but I actually crossed into the bad advice section of the episode this
2: night.
0: <laughs> I think I, I it's a really interesting
4: piece of software and I could absolutely see how it translates well into this industry because excuse me, so many people do have all of these uh, different like channels of income. Uh or revenue streams throughout their park but it's also a great way uh to incentivize people to book too because i feel like you said there's that prepay aspect so you can offer a two-night cabin stay in a slower part of your season or an rv site and you could say it comes with x amount of dollars on the wristband and when you're factoring it all together like it's not even an expense for you that you're giving them this credit that they get this time so i really go a lot of ways with it it's really cool
6: Exactly. Yeah. And Brian, something that you're mentioning there, uh, some people like the prepay aspect. Other people say, hey, I'd like to give them an unlimited. Let's just attach a credit card to this and be able to spend that wherever. Now, we do recommend that you don't give your kids the credit card link. So we uh, we do give that to the adults, though, and say, hey, if you want to just leave it at home, if you don't want to think about that right now, you can use this wristband to, to be able to top off your kids' card and it'll charge your credit card at that time. But we usually reserve that for the families. But Yeah, the name of the game is convenience here too. And and that's one thing is you look at, it's it's great for the campground because now they're able to initiate more sales where it wouldn't happen originally. But now for the guests between again, leaving your wallet at home or even the convenience of I'm sitting at campfire site three and I need more wood and we need a round of drinks and something else. Having that ability to uh, put that order in from a mobile device. And then have just a fulfillment center, some kid on, on a golf cart, bringing stuff. Think about the additional sales there. Again, huge convenience for the customers. I know glamping's getting to be a, definitely a big thing. And so this plays right into that. But also just customer service side and the, the upside of the sales is huge. Alex, I'm not a campground and you should never listen to anything I say, but <laughs> what about
1: a dog collar version where they could scan and go on the attractions in the dog park? Like you could just put it on your dog's collar and he can just, that's an incentive. Like the incidental income. I feel like that would work. Yeah, I yeah. think, <laughs> Carrie, you have a dog. Like we just put it on this collar, and then if he wants to go up the slide, he, there's a little scanny thing where he pays a dollar, and the campground makes more revenue.
0: Yeah, no, I I don't think I think that's one barrier to this plan that might not take off.
3: <laughs> Brian, Brian, no one treats dogs like you treat ours.
0: No, yeah, <laughs> my dog, yeah, my dog can't go on a slide, Brian. Love talking about your dog. I found a vendor booth that has camper dog treats and sell inside. That's so paste. cute. Yay.
2: Okay,
1: here's my, my dog's right here. Like you can see my, it's, no, she doesn't have my lap. So yeah. she came up to Canada. like the
0: circle of life is playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can get Riley a caller and charge, have her charge you a dollar per excursion for, to your heart's content. I have a question for
4: Alex real quick.
2: No, not for me. Go ahead, what? Angela.
4: I have a question for Alex real quick. I know obviously you guys are not a reservation system, but do you guys tie into, do you have any APIs available that tie into any of the other reservation systems so that people can, in a roundabout way, track the entire spend of a single customer? Yeah.
6: Yeah, like I said, we are new to the campground industry, but we are in talks uh, with one or two companies right now looking to expand on that hopefully soon. But yeah, we're that's definitely in the plans.
4: Yeah, I can see that being a huge benefit, being able to yeah. really track and hone it. Because right now you can only track what a guest is spending if you are using your reservation system. To sell certain things, but the reservation systems aren't expansive enough necessarily to be, I, to my knowledge anyway, I'm not a keyfront owner, but to my knowledge, not expansive enough to be a full on POS system of every single thing that you sell in your store, I don't think anyway. And so I could see that being a benefit to be able to say, wow, they use their wristband and this is everything that they spent while they were in my park on top of their reservation fee and being able to really see the value of that customer
6: sure yep that's definitely the beauty of the cashless system we when they originally get that wristband they completely fill out all their information set up a customer profile and so just like you're saying i have full view of spend that you're able to to see there and you're also able to do some cool loyalty things on top of that like saying hey if you spend xml then you start getting into a vip club where you get certain benefits um, or even if you come and visit us a certain amount of times in a year, then we can start and put a free ice cream cone on there or whatever you might want to come up with. There's a lot of creative things that you can do to be proactive in getting people to come back or just spend more money while they're there.
2: Yeah, I love it that.
6: Even if you can't integrate with the reservation systems,
1: I think I would like to know whether you as a company would ever develop just an API that other developers could let to Jump onto, and I know Joe's got somebody we want to talk to here in a second. But Joe actually helped us build an integration where Campspot specifically, we're tracking revenue for some of our larger clients, where it feeds in from Campspot's online booking into a CRM, so they can track that next to the person's name. And if we could add ancillary revenue, into, that'd be super cool because then you could target based on what they purchase and offer them coupons
6: and all kinds of stuff.
0: Yep, yeah, tons of great data. Exactly.
6: Yeah. And we're built on a lot of APIs. We're always open to collaboration. Uh, that's one, one of the special things about this company is they're they're pretty quick to dig in and, and see what it takes, what it would take to get that done. But yeah, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah. Let's look up after the show or something. Angela can give her a contact information. We can at least do a, cause it's a story worth telling about your product on modern campground. Joe, I don't want to make you wait anymore. You look like you got somebody there.
3: Yeah. So Heather earlier, she dropped off here, but she mentioned that one of the things that she was excited to do and why. Even after the hosted buyer program, she would come to the expo used to look at uh, more interesting glamping accommodations. And so I'm right here. I'm going to actually, I'll let you planescraft our uh, uh, wagon. I'm i am going to let uh, Dennis go ahead and show you around. and Hi, hey,
2: everybody. I'm like Well, We're here at the Dennis. office. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Yeah, just great. So I just do this. I can show you the wagon. Let me walk inside and show this to you cool yeah Isn't
4: that neat. love the it are so beautiful it's well, one of my favorite one of my favorite things about any trade show is being able to actually see all of the clamping accommodations and cabins all of that in person uh, we see so much of it through pictures with our clients but they're so beautiful it's so much more room than
0: what you would expect to once you're in right there
6: that's what i was wow. thinking it's so much bigger on the inside than I thought it would be.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I your right, plan right there. If
2: you go to our website at uh, plainscraft.net, I'm trying to show you the bathroom. <laughs> the Good. Here's the
1: the shower. Just tilt it down a little bit. We can see the bottom of the shower. We can see the top of it right now. There you go. Perfect. Yep. Now we have the sink in there, and
0: nice.
2: That's so nice. Yeah, so we sell wagons with bathrooms and look out, We we start with a simple bat a simple wagon, and then add the amenities that you need: bathrooms, air conditioning. There's Joe. He's we're having a good time at the show. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of headroom.
0: We've
2: had a lot. Yeah, so. We're, we're growing our business and we're increasing production right now. And so anyway, it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it feels like the old days that they have these type of medical
0: Yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly.
1: When I was playing Oregon Trail, when I was a child, that is
2: exactly
0: how it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you do you think we Not- labs
4: at school? we dating ourselves here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And this is just one example of the layouts that we do. We do everything. For, we can put six bunk beds in one of these. We don't, have, we don't have a bathroom, but all kinds of different configurations of furniture and everything. And they're they're just good money makers. You know, a good return because people will pay a little extra to stay in something really unique. And the bathrooms have been very uh, popular. I bet. <laughs> yeah. About one o'clock in the morning. The bathroom is even more popular. (laughs) Oh, I I
1: remember doing that, Dennis, like when I was younger and with with tent camp more, right, because I have contacts, so I would have to put in my contacts and then walk to the bathroom and see, take the flashlight. Yeah. You don't realize it until you're missing it, how important it is.
2: Well, we, we have a customer that's looking at really buying a bunch of wagons and they had someone fall down, going out at night, going to the bathroom, and they said, we'll never have another unit without a bathroom. So anyway, there's uh, something for everyone. That's okay. awesome, yep. Dennis. Yeah. Thank you so much for oh, taking the for.
0: Yeah, you too. Thank, thank you. Thank
4: you.
2: Bye. Bye. Thanks.
4: That's actually a great point that I wouldn't have thought of from uh it's great to be you a having a bathroom, but...
2: Um, That's Pulling
3: a call, I absolutely. Mean,
4: yeah. The liability risk because obviously anyone can fall at any point in your property, but in the middle of the night trying to get out of a unit or something like that, I could see that being a liability.
1: Let's talk to Roy uh, from Skyhack. How are you doing? Roy, good. Uh, good. How are you, Great. sir? Sorry uh, to make you wait good. a little bit. We're just—we got so many things going on here.
5: Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Very happy to be here. Very happy to get at Ark. and I, Raleigh. Very excited about the show. Uh, yeah, our company is Skyhawk Monarchy Products. What we do is uh, we make 4G LTE monitoring devices. And we make a lot of different verticals. And one of them is RV campers and RV, RV vehicles. Our device actually is a is an infrared uh, IR device called, actually. I'll show you a little bit of this thing here. And what it does actually, it simply monitors movement within a space. So what you would do actually, so for well, the RV owner, it would be placed on the, on the wall of the vehicle and you monitor any kind of movement, entry, exit, or any kind of inside the RV. And when movement is detected, you get a push notification, text message, or email, depending on how you want to do that. So it's a monitor, it's remote monitored waste. It's all, there's it no power and no, uh, no fi required. It's all 4G, 5G, LTE cellular and battery power. So it, it's as easy as sticking it on the wall, there's in the back, there's magnets. You basically just put it up on the wall and you monitor. What you want to monitor and I you can mean, move inside your vehicle so when they order lean, so you can monitor your, you monitor your vehicle, and uh, that's kind of what we do. when we, and, and the, device, the device obviously has a lot of different applications here at Orbic we think of all these mostly, and presumably it would be sold in the campground store and good uh, margin. And so, we think it's a cheap product for all the RV community. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Maybe I missed this, Roy, but does it have a camera or does it not have a camera? Not, well, it does not. So, all our products are non invasive so we make products for. What kinds of monitoring situations, we make other things that water monitoring, noise monitoring, up devices like that, but they never have cameras because we, privacy issues and things like that. And we, you know, home rentals and things like that. So no, no camera. It is simply monitors for motion, infrared sensors, if you will.
1: I, w- I was just thinking out loud from an RV owner yeah. perspective, right? Like obviously you're right on all the privacy and things, and that's probably the better path to take. But I was just thinking from an RV owner perspective, if I leave my dog in my trailer and I go out right. and enjoy the amenities, maybe I want to check in on him.
5: Yeah. And also actually one of the things we will think about the future would be actually a temperature monitor or some kind of like that actually for the dog, for pets that left side of the vehicles. Vehicle. Right. Because we actually have a whole host of different, different sensors, of the interaction of devices and, and temperature, humidity, movement, accelerometers, to device that actually mm-hmm. switches on doors, and things like that. And the device that we're offering here you know, at this show is simply uh, just an infrared device just monitoring motion right now. And we're basically just casting the waters in them and kind of the interest of it. I don't think we haven't found any device like that in the RV community, in the campground community right now. So we are seeing how we're digital. So we're down here and we think it's, completely, the, the device is great though. We'll just it it put them out to the back door, get started in the back door of your house or any kind of open mailbox or you want to monitor, it monitors all kinds of motion. It immediately alerts you to that motion. You can use self-storage facilities like that too, with different places where you want to monitor motion, where there's no power and there's no wifi. That's our model, more power Wi-Fi, no problem. It's all LTE, cellular and then battery. Can you change the,
1: can you chain the devices together in the corporate way? So you can monitor 10 or 20 of them all? We
5: have, yeah, we do. So we actually are at, we were last week at Pesto World in Las Vegas, a company was, and we actually have and sensor devices also. So basically it's hub, which is unit that says, and what and sensors are different things monitoring from either order, movement, velocity, sound, that kind of thing. So yeah, yes, we do that also. That we did not bring for this show because we were thinking more about the vehicles and the RVs and just entrance into the vehicle is what we're thinking about here, but it has been in business for over 30 years and well, pretty circuit boards originally and still now also they make components for a large company these are finished products, or products, and that's what we're doing for
1: the RV community. I'm going to give you another sales pitch when you're on the expo floor tomorrow, and that is that you could put these inside owners' cabins and rental units, and they could monitor sure. all of them to see if they're safe and secure, so.
5: Yes, yeah, it's if they, if just any kind of motion but Yeah, obviously with the clamping and the high-end type, it's, they have, the RVs are interesting first, because the locks aren't, aren't terribly good with openings in RVs. This is where it's interesting. Other places lock pretty well, but yes, you can monitor all kinds of motion. Whatever you want to monitor any motion, any kind of space.
1: Yes. Yeah. From a security standpoint, right. from an ownership, right? If I've got 20, 50, 100 cabins and I have the peace of mind to knowing that they're all secure when they're not being rented or yeah. in the wintertime or
5: whatever, yeah. then yeah. I can yeah. imagine a lot of people buying those. Yeah. We, and yeah, yeah, we have for that different product. We have a hub and sets throughout the whole because it's all line of sight. It's yeah, throughout the whole camp, product. there's all kinds of possibilities. Do we do, yeah, we do all kinds of monitoring solutions.
4: How long is the, I, one of the things that was interesting to me when I came across your uh, company was that it doesn't require Wi-Fi. It doesn't require any hardwiring, which I think is great because a lot of people, especially if it's, you're only going to have the unit for a couple of years or something, you don't want it to hardwire something. So I thought that was great, but how long does the battery last if say someone wanted to use it, if they were storing their trailer? Yeah. or a seat for the oxy that that uh, yeah. they wanted to monitor if someone was breaking into their unit or something how long
5: yeah, that that's going to a very long time because hopefully they don't break in and it only so the battery is going to be all these units work actions parking check-in that occurs by once a day depends on how you set it up to make devices doing what's supposed to do but beyond that it just when it's activated so the device this is all on cat m1 it's a very low frequency low like tower band and it's made for not a lot of traffic actually so mm-hmm. ideally if no one's breaking it, it lasts even longer because there's no signals being used, no capacity being used. Two years, two, three years, four years, actually, depending. it's a very long time, actually. If you if you put it on your front door and you're always setting, you know, notifications, it's obviously less, but that where there's, you know, is this, where it's most likely hopefully, open the digital use of the application because the security options is reached, if you will, then it's very long. life. Aside from, you know, it's just a daily order twice a week, three times a week, checking how, how it set up, then actually sending the message. But this is all of one. This actually van was developed from these low-powered the so They can stay in the field for a very long time. Glacier now stays five, eight, and 10 years in the field, actually, depending on what they are doing. So, so, yeah, so not a lot of really new cool technology coming out. And we hope, well, also lots of industry here. I can oh, see it's... that we, I'm Go so ahead, sorry.
4: Jeff. I can just see that being useful if it's like you were saying with people that have a lot of cabins and if you're wanting to reserve that battery and they've got a bunch of kids coming in and out during their stay, I could see it being really beneficial if you have like the docking station in place, but then you're taking it in and out of the unit as someone's checking in or as they check out your housekeeping, it installs the unit when it's not being used so that you're not burning through your battery and you don't need to be monitoring the comings and goings of people well, now, they're actually staying at your
5: part. Why can we all do that? So, um, yeah, yeah. there's all kinds of applications for
4: it. Yeah. That's awesome.
5: Yeah. I love that. Use the device actually.
1: Monitoring the comings and goings, I feel like there's a use case there and I don't want to leave you out, Roy, because we did have an interesting idea for Alex. Like, I feel like there's a, a use case here for you to rent these or give these to your guests. They can just stick them on the outside of their RV doors uh-huh. and then you can know if anybody's coming out and making noise during quiet time at night and send like a security guard
5: or an attack dog over there or something, right? Yeah. There's, there's all kinds of applications to, to monitoring motion. It's a question, Right. <laughs> I, 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 I leave them at my front door sometimes. Yep. I'm not monitoring my dogs. I'm not, no. <laughs>
4: Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brian's talking about attack dogs. We all know everybody has breed restrictions and we all know that's a hot topic in the industry. <laughs> yeah.
1: so. Owner doesn't have breed restrictions, just the guests. So the owner could have oh, dogs, you know, Or one, of, those,
4: people, the one, one the of the robot outside.
1: dogs, like the Boston Dynamics one. You could have a robot dog that's just deployed with an automatic gate whenever somebody leaves their RV after 2 a.m.
2: Terrible. It could be all kinds of things. It's
0: it's terrible.
1: Sure. I, I it's see it's those at every camp when we go to. Robot, attack dogs.
0: Not Everywhere. Every, tackle. every tackle.
1: I guess I'm late to the party then.
6: I thought it was an original idea, but
1: yeah.
4: Everybody better snap those up before Christmas. Here are all the this that's here.
6: That's the case to so, in those uh, in-camper bathrooms are probably a better investment than we originally
4: realized. <laughs> yeah.
6: See? <laughs>
1: force them to right there. So this is holistic, right? You can force them to upgrade their accommodations to include a bathroom if they don't want to be attacked by a robot dog. That's more revenue for the campground. Uh, It (laughs) integrates with ideal software because we can track
0: that higher revenue and see our
2: revenue.
0: I never never cease to be amazed. Each week, I think... That you demonstrate all the clear reasons why you're not a campground owner, and then they're following me. You're surprised said,
4: to do himself. I know sometimes he does things to me and I'm like, how does one even come up with that thought? How does that not even enter someone's mind?
3: I feel that he has to have a bet with somebody. There's words that <laughs> somebody gives him like five orders and he has to use them in a
4: sentence <laughs> show.
1: So I, think I don't that's think
4: a- we should see if we can orchestrate that Joe. We will. We'll start that next week. That, that's what, I, 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 Carrie,
1: you Give me the words. You guys decide. Uh-oh. Uh, so Brian, you Uh-oh. want me to walk you around a little bit and I, to, can you flip the camera soccer. around and maybe just walk through and show us the expo floor and talk to us while you're doing <laughs> it or does that work? I don't know if I can flip the camera around,
3: but in so your it's case, on that works too. Yeah.
2: Ooh, that's
3: uh, nice. right. A, a glamping tent from Davis Tents. And so I'm they're not here, so I'm not gonna go into their tent, but then look around. There's a
0: tree oh, that's pretty yeah,
3: mm-hmm. and sort of nice wooden floor platform. So and then over right next to it, over here, is a tree hops yurt. They have pretty. only half of it set up uh, right here, but it just goes and wraps around the tree and then and then it's like a yurt. I don't know. I haven't talked to them, so I don't know if that if it's off the ground or sits on the ground or how that works, but uh, I saw it and I thought, well, that looks cool.
1: Yeah. You could like, what if you build like a realistic looking tree and have like, an elevator, like a bell waiter inside it, where you can <laughs> put the food up and yeah. We'll put bell waiter on their word salad list. Right.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, did we start the game already? <laughs> I
3: can do this. Like, I know I can do this. So we're going to have fun.
0: Challenge accepted.
3: Actually, I'm coming over here and I have a familiar face. Casey's over here playing backs. Oh. Hi. Hey,
2: playing what?
0: Hey.
3: Or
0: in
3: pool, uh-huh. right on. You know, the every year bring something, uh, something to the table here. I heard
0: this there was going to be, be liquor. liquor. I have heard there was going to be, be liquor.
3: bags they get free reservation software for a year. <laughs> so <that's, laughs> right on the list. Of- they they said I heard there was going to be beverages. We, yeah, we have beer and wine the whole time, of course. Seeing?
0: Look at
2: the
3: stock They go the care of alcoholic <laughs> beverages, and that seems to know. <laughs> going to make them a very popular
0: uh,
2: booth. And they're We'll sure. no, see more vendors. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. In case in case you'll probably I'll see I'll
3: see them up
6: tonight. Up a little closer to you.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, they always do something elaborate. I know a couple of the people are probably doing it too. I remember Staylist in 2019, I think, had a little, was it, a storage container that they cut out and had their booth set up inside. And so there's always some really cool elaborate setups.
3: Yeah, we'll I'm come sure, over so. to uh we'll come over to the dirt and they actually brought an RV in here. So I'll show you guys that too.
4: I think the real question that I'm dying to know is are there puppies?
3: I have not seen any. Right. I, I like the that they were, were gonna rain. do it
1: again. But I you think not was a Paula thing and Paula's not there. So
4: they were planning to do it well, when they had talked about possibly having it first and last year, they said they were gonna bring it back and Honestly, that's the only reason that I went to Arvik in 2019, <laughs> they're puppies.
1: Can you tell Arvik that? Like, <laughs> we are not supposed to say that out
4: loud. I'm oh, only kidding. So bring the puppies <laughs> back then, hopefully. You walk out of the banquet rooms and there were literal puppies that you could just pick up and cuddle. I don't know how there's anything bad about that.
2: Great. Yeah, so you can see here. The dirt. Oh.
0: Nice. Love yeah,
4: that.
2: they brought it in a uh,
3: old class C or class B uh, band.
0: So nice, Ooh, very cool. Can you win that? Can you enter me for? Is there a draw? <laughs> yeah.
1: Can you just just look should, for the rest of the show, Cal? Can you us. just stand there and enter all of us and fill, <laughs> I don't.
3: I don't think it has a drawing, unfortunately.
4: Maybe <laughs> we could just create one. We can yeah. convince them yeah, let's
3: that just auction it off was that the band and easy. people even know it. Yeah, you're going to give it away for, for then. the show.
0: We have nine minutes. It's you
1: guys are so, just <laughs> you have, have you some time. Or whoever like wins it, show up and be like, hey, that's mine. I, I won it. I won that. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately,
3: all of the people that are, uh, they have three people at their booth and they're all busy talking to people right now. So I couldn't well, uh, ask them the question. So. Yep.
0: Great. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: Train show hasn't even started yet. They're
0: cool oh, wow. Where, uh,
3: I'm like, where's your booth?
0: Right by it. Well, actually see.
3: right under the 500 sign. Mine is not near as interesting. I didn't bring my uh, class A motorhome in here, but uh, that's our setup.
2: Right
3: on. And unfortunately, since we're traveling right now, we did not get to bring our uh, six-foot-tall Android phone, so it didn't fit in my pocket, so... <laughs>
1: Next year, I know, some like I, I would probably have a booth there if my booth wasn't stuck in Missouri at someone. Pretty
3: house. sure there's at my house, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> I was smart and didn't foresee COVID coming and you not know, being able to get to Missouri again. But anyway,
0: so wait, your booth is at Joe's house?
1: Yeah, my booth is at Joe's house because Joe was driving it around for me a couple places to the state shows last year, and yeah, I am, I am, and then COVID, and then all the shows got canceled, and so I think we went home from Wisconsin, and I was. Never had a chance to get it back. So,
0: yep. what are the storage fees at the Doogans house for? <laughs> they
1: should be. They should be a lot higher
3: than they are. My, uh, how my, cut her off the show. How do I cut her off? <laughs> my my, my nine year old daughter uh, was telling somebody we just redid our basement, and she was telling somebody about how we have a bathroom down there. And she goes, "We don't have a bathroom down there yet. There's going to be one right now. It stores Dad's friends uh, or Mister Brian's stuff."
0: Wow. That, yeah, you should be charging some fees.
1: Seriously. Yeah, I can offset that with good, like sidebar advice for your children as they grow. I'm really
4: good (laughs) at that. Careful what you wish for Joe or Brian. Might ship like, I'm sorry, six or seven perky robots to your house. Giant ones for your children to have.
3: I think if I started charging a little bit to Brian, he would be more inclined to send more stuff. I'm just going to do this to annoy him. And (laughs) even if I have to, even if (laughs) I
0: have to. Yeah. yeah, Oh, so you on board for storage, yeah? Really? Then, so what is this?
3: This is some is like other equipment for kids to play on. Cool. So, can you crawl through there, Joe? I don't know if they want me crawling on their stuff. I might pop it. Oh, all right. So that's true. We have a whole on their booth. they have a whole setup here. It looks pretty cool. We went to a resort a few weeks ago, and my my children loved playing on these. They had so much fun playing on these.
0: Rose says there's no room for robots at the Dooming's house. <laughs> Brian,
1: that is definitely true. Oh, Rose is watching. There is, there's always room for robots, Rose. And if not, I can send suckers and candy and brownies and all kinds of things. I give that to Angela's children all the time, or at least I attempt to virtually.
0: Oh, that's pretty, Joe. What's that? Oh, that is pretty. This
1: is, I guess, a safari
3: full grassers? I'm not sure exactly. Oh
0: what my, god, And master. Yeah, they do such a great job. Well,
2: well, just all,
0: beautiful. Just all two mm-hmm. and a up top here. I feel like it's like close to the size of my house. <laughs> but then it's always it like the seating areas are huge. They're uh, really the, huge.
3: The seating area out
0: front close is front? Yeah. Yeah. It's so pretty. I just, yeah, like I love it. I want one of those.
2: i you. Oh,
1: we're going to start a drawing for that one
0: too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just
1: enter <laughs> Kara and no what else.
4: We're just raffling people's things off without their knowledge. It's fine.
3: And then here's a, uh, oh, yeah. a uh, Safari tent.
5: Neat. Nice. So
3: this is actually like a real, it's heavy material. This yeah. <laughs> it's a real it's Wow. And
2: it's not. I n- don't know
3: if that's a second room or if that's very dark. I don't know if room. Oh, sorry, it's too dark for you. <laughs> oh, they amazing. have a it has a second room in there.
2: Uh,
3: hey. I guess it's used as a seating room or a sleeping room for kids. Uh, it's probably big enough to put in maybe a twin size bed.
1: Nice. Okay. So, yeah, see that gives you a all bit? kinds of different accommodation options that you can put in different areas of your mm-hmm. park and you create little villages and all kinds of things.
0: Yeah, I love the idea of just adding these really unique experiences to to your park. I definitely would be exploring having a couple of different types of these if I was still still an operator for sure.
3: They're not here, but we were just at Cherry Hill Park in Washington D.C. and they have these glamping pods. I haven't seen I haven't seen them before, but it's just a little pod that has three beds in it. But they're really, they're, they would be really cool instead of just your traditional tent camping. So for a really small glamping site, I would think they would have a great return.
0: Yeah, wow. Oh, so many great ideas out there.
3: Wow. And then we have a regular park model over here. And then they also have a log cabin style park model.
0: Pretty.
1: I feel like that's got to be terrible to be like the inventor of the park model and have Joe walk by and be like, this is the regular one." <laughs> the special ones over here. And this is the regular
0: one. Noah's no, a salesman.
2: Well, I, saw,
3: I
1: saw cabins. No, not my yeah. So this is Lancaster log cabins.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: they
4: yeah,
1: Which big, beautiful cabins. They've been on the show before. They're, They're handcrafted so and just, yeah, really, it's a real
3: good.
4: The company, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. There is a... You're f- at Cleveland, but...
3: There is a family in there.
2: <laughs>
4: so stay,
2: like actually wow. staying.
4: That right? I, For people to sleep in the expo hall in the part of okay. the show. Yeah. Well,
3: well I mean, make money off of that. I think. I don't know. I don't know how many campground owners want to go and spend time in a semi-campground. We just got away from they. You know, they just left
1: the park. They're...
0: Just add it to <laughs> the house and buyer point, Graham. <laughs> Here we go.
1: So you can wake I, up in the morning and you can have your coffee and pancakes and the vendor comes to you in your cabin.
0: Yeah. I like it. Perfect. <laughs> now we're all offering great ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it spiraled really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe, I appreciate your time so much helping us. I wish I could be there in person. Yeah, it's a shame. But thanks for, you know, giving us the second next best thing.
3: <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure my walking through here is almost like real life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Pretty close. Exactly. Yeah, next year you're going to have <laughs> okay. the drone
1: and you can get some
3: VR 3D goggles that we can tour. And it'll You're going to have to ask Rose if I'll I can buy a drone for that.
4: I check. she said yes
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> done Rose already said yes so
4: I'm waiting for to yell at me in the comments
1: saying no <laughs> literally I have the chat pulled up and I'm waiting for Rose to comment <laughs> in there or just fine there's got to be a drone vendor we can just have a giveaway for you Joe oh he left yep. so.
0: he's gone um, Rose, Lex- Rose actually,
1: probably Rose popped popped him in. and was like you need to leave the show right <laughs> yeah, now
0: I've been praying so many things um, Leslie's asking in the chat if there's a list of vendors and contact info. I'm guessing that's at Armix website.
2: Yeah,
1: I think they have the list of the vendors. I don't know if they provide the contact information, but Leslie, if there's anybody that you want to get in touch with, just shoot us an email and we'll, I'm sure between all of us on the show, we can figure out how to get you contact info or Something like that, but I, you know.
4: uh, Some of the profiles, uh, if you're looking at the actual OHCE website and looking at the list of vendors, when you're looking at the floor plan, then you can click on different booths and you can see who's where. Some of them built out their profiles. Some of them didn't. So that's actually um, how I found the people that joined us today. So the people that actually had information saved on their booths for contact is who I contacted. Yeah. It just depends on who you're looking at.
0: So. I'm going to, Leslie, just pop this into the chat on the Facebook channel too. It's just the OHCE uh, website. I will get that in there for you. I could also just PM it to you. <laughs> Rose said she was distracted,
4: but it's too late, Rose. Sorry. We already Joe, said that you I... could get a drone.
1: Oh, he's back. Joe's back. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was playing the drone when that's when he left.
0: Joe drone with this orange feed, he's going to make off of brownies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fair it's a valid point
0: there we go i like it that's fine.
3: storage for drones it's a new company
0: <laughs> yeah direct trades <laughs> we only accept payment in drone <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful business model
3: <laughs> just so you know brian's gonna run with it just wait Mike. i see it on the tip of his tongue
1: he's ready to go
4: Guys, this is really spiraled so quickly. I just,
1: yeah. I know. We're almost at an hour. We're
4: almost out of time. <laughs> do,
1: we have, do we have any parting thoughts? Excuse give Roy and Alex, who are still on with us. Uh, do you guys have any parting thoughts? Uh, tell us, for the people who might be watching or at ARVIC booth numbers, times of the expo, that we're going to be
5: there? Um, yeah, well, I'll move to the side of, uh, 526. Mm-hmm. We're there, will whenever it's open, I think six
2: Alex.
5: yep. Oh, I'm sorry. Roy was,
1: Roy was cutting one. in and out a little bit. So yeah, Roy, five. One more time, Roy, your booth five twenty-six.
5: F twenty-six, five twenty-six. End up uh, tonight, six to nine. okay, uh, eight to four. Was the show. Right on. Six nine tonight, eight thirty to four tomorrow. Cool.
6: Alex, booth number. In ideal is at fourteen seventeen. Will be. Same time 17. Okay. Unless we're over at camp spots, getting a, a beer, <laughs> right? <laughs> How did they number those booths? Like, is there really 1,400 vendors? No, they have, they
3: have blocks. Yeah, but really? blocks every 100. So every row is a new
1: Got number. Got it. Okay. And I'm, so I'm at 512. That seems like it would be okay. easier to find. So they put some thought into that. Hopefully but it looks like. Yeah. They
3: have big banners will see right above my head here. They have big banners on which row you're on. So if you're looking okay. for 500, you would just go to 500 row like
4: that's great. Mm-hmm. When I was looking over the uh, vendor listing for this year, I, for me anyway, I feel like there were a lot of vendors listed that I haven't seen in the past. And so I thought that was really interesting and also really cool to see some new products, new faces, and things like that in, in the industry and in, at the expo. So hopefully
1: yeah, there's quite a few. Some
4: really great things. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: And I put the website up there. Thanks, Kara. It's replying to Leslie Pringle, but also for anybody else who wants it, arvic.org. slash O-H-C-E. Obviously, it's probably too late to fly to rally and attend the show. Maybe <laughs> not. But I think I heard that they don't, they don't have
3: any more full registrations available because of food orders and all of that stuff being completed and maxed out their capacity. So
0: Yeah, I heard that too. But there's a really great list of exhibitors and stuff on the at, via the link. So for anyone who can't make it down, but is interested in anybody we chatted with today or anybody else on that list, there's contact info and lots of great stuff available there to check out.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Joe. Really appreciate your time taking us around the expo hall. Thanks, Alex, for joining us. Thank you to Heather. She had to drop off, but really appreciate her insight into the education and the things that she's attended to, as always. Kara, appreciate you being here with us. Angela, appreciate you being here. I uh, should be a regular part of the show going forward. That's from Modern Campground. And then I don't know. Do we have any parting thoughts? Anybody else want to say anything? Kara, Angela.
0: No, I think uh, it's an it's always a fun time for this industry in this time of the year where you know, there's a bit of a shift for certainly those parts that are more seasonal. But I uh, I think there's lots of folks all over the place at conference. Dealers, the dealers and both in both the U.S. and Canada are gathered in Vegas right now as well for their convention. So. Lots of cool, exciting stuff happening. It's great to see the industry continue to grow this way. Love it.
1: Yeah, I just want to reiterate again, like Roy, Alex, make sure that you stay in touch with Angela. We'll write some articles for you on Modern Campground. We want to keep telling those stories and that we are providing coverage of Arvik on moderncampground.com. We're also doing some coverage on RVDA's convention that is happening there in Las Vegas. Um, So super excited about that stuff. And as a reminder, as always, we are syndicated as a podcast on all the major platforms, Google, Spotify, Apple, all those kinds of places. This episode will be available afterwards on MCfiresidechats.com as well as all of those platforms. And so uh, we hope you'll join us next week. I think our topic's a little bit in flux. We're trying to get a couple people on who are going to the KOA show uh, and some other people there as well. Do we have anybody confirmed yet, Angela? Are we still working on that?
0: No, not yet. We're still working on it. Yeah, reach okay. out to guys. Anybody in the audience that's attending those shows, please get in touch. Yeah. Uh, that so would be great. Love to chat with you.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us again. We will see you thank next you. week and have a good time at Arvik. Take care. Well, Brian, thanks. Have a good night, guys.
0: Okay, thank Bye.
1: you. Uh, done. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for watching this episode of MC Fireside Chats, hosted by Brian Searle and Kara Sismadia. Have a suggestion for a future show or want to see your campground or company as part of an episode? episode? Email us at hello at moderncampground.com. Join us next week for another episode. And don't miss the latest outdoor hospitality news and commentary from around the world at moderncampground.com.